Well, Belfast and Lisbon are both 5G, Paul. Sorry about that. Sorry to let you know that. But you're using 4G. Yeah, I'm using 4G, all right? Fuck you, I don't have so, a 5G phone. What, am I a fucking millionaire? Why aren't you taking advantage of the extra G? Well, I, the too much Gs. <laughs> right, I'll ring you back. Hello and welcome to a midweek episode of the Movie Chef podcast. It's going to be the last midweek episode uh, because uh, we should have built this up a bit longer, shouldn't we? Uh, also for, uh, first of all, yeah. I'm Pebs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I've got so excited about the news. Right. Yeah, fuck everybody. <laughs> fuck you, Randy. Fuck you. Midday, whatever they were. I'm Tebs. This is Cormac. Cormac, hey. say hello. Oh, hey. God. Once, once more we're feeling. Hi. Oh, that sounded like something was coming out of me. Sounds <laughs> like you've got emphysema. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, everybody. This this is Cormac from his garage in Lisbon. Lisbon is a place you've never heard of before. Maybe Belfast. Yeah, we're famous for bombs. Is that better? You're also famous for being a 5G integrated city as well, so my sense is telling And we have 5G and Game of Thrones. And I think we we've have got... Bombs. You've got, you don't have Game of Thrones. Some little bit of fucking the giant causeway has got Game of Thrones. Belfast. Whoa, 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 sir. 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 This is Westeros, motherfucker. (laughs) All right? Don't take that away from us, because if you take that away from us, all we've got left is Jerry Adams, Bombs, and... Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Maybe the giant's causeway. Nobody. Sam Neill. We have Sam Neill, but then again, nobody really knows about that, so we can't really, you know, promote that. You've got London Derry. We've got Derry, yes, we have Derry, yes. London Derry. Yes, that's Derry. That's what it says on all the maps. Anyway, <laughs> right, talk about keeping this tight. So, from um, from next week, we are going to be bringing you a show on a weekly basis. I think uh, there's just too much Tebs and Calm for you to... Uh, to penetrate your souls every week with twice weekly. So we're going to be bringing you a show every Sunday night. It's going to be all the, all the hot news, insight and gossip and trailers that we can bombard you with in the space of about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, and then we're going to be bringing you our weekly specials, which are going to be following that. So, um, let's, and, let's, let's just be honest. Life was great in the lockdown. We could, yeah. potentially, we could potentially have done a podcast every day with the time that we had. I didn't want to admit it, but yeah. Unfortunately, look. unfortunately, now life and work and family have got in the way, so we can only do one a week now. We started this podcast watching eight films a time. Eight, eight <laughs> films. <laughs> I'm struggling no, to find no, time no, to fit Tommy no, Boy in. No. Yeah, no, it's tough to watch one. You're like, ah, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, but uh, look, the fact is, you know, you're still going to get your episode from us. It's going to be on a weekly basis. Um, again, please tell people if you're enjoying it and uh, so on and so forth. So, trailers, bang. Are you ready for this? Bang. I'm ready. Ready. Bang, boom, crash, bang, wallop. Too much. Okay, first Not one. Enough. Harumph, bang, slap, kick tickles, kick a door, <laughs> slap a pregnant woman. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the womb. Um, first one, Judas and the Black Messiah. Looks 
fucking awesome. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Tell me why. Um, obviously, I really, really enjoy uh, that time in American history where, obviously, the, the, the birth of the Black Panthers, um, the story of... Uh, of Fred Hampton is is quite interesting. Um, there's a, a really really good uh, podcast iHeartRadio did. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Um, but there's a really good podcast that iHeartRadio did, and it was basically um, the birth of the Black Panther uh, chapter in Chicago. Um, it had Fred Hampton and your man, I believe his name is William O'Neill, um, mm-hmm. the guy who was the FBI undercover kind of guy within the Black Panthers, uh, how it all ended and the lawsuit at the end of it as well. But even, you know, even in the trailer, the performance, I can't remember his name. What's his name? The the guy who was in uh, the Get Jordan Peele movie. Get Out, what's his name? Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Um, right away, that's, you know, that's Oscar winning. <laughs> you know what I mean? You may as oh, well yeah. just... You may as well just hand him the fucking Oscar right now, because he's already if, won one in the trailer. If we were worried about giving an Oscar to Sonic the Hedgehog or uh, Bad Boys for Life, I think this coming out in cinemas in September will get the Oscars firmly uh, back on track. And anything yeah. with Lakeith Sanfield is fantastic, so apart, yeah, from, yeah, exactly. apart, exactly. apart from Uncut Gems, which was an absolute shower of shit. Um Another trailer out this week. I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, the new Charlie Kaufman written and directed. Now, Yay. again, anything... Yay! Another Charlie you. Kaufman, another Charlie Kaufman movie. Yay! What don't you like about his what idiosyncratic? Is, what the <laughs> fuck is there to like? Even in the trailer, even in the trailer, you know what's going to annoy me. Tony Collette again plays the the same fucking character that she plays in every fucking movie that she's in. It, it, you know, just weird for the sake of being weird. And do you know what? Do you know what sells this movie to all these actors? And I can tell you what's happened. Do you remember what? Do you remember adaptation? Aye. Do you remember it was kind of weird? Yeah. Remember Sindios, New York? Yeah. Remember how it was fucking truly weird? Yeah. Well, this is going to be even weirder. Ah, fucking brilliant. A month and a half, I get to move away from home into a fucking barn with snow and just be weird for a month. Brilliant. Great crack. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to this because he's written it as well. So maybe his direction, yeah, is a bit out there. But being John Malkovich, adaptation, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Eternal Sunshine, Sinatra New York, they are brilliant films. They are yeah, right. gr- yeah. well-written, yeah. Yeah, fun. The- uh, well, no, not fun, but very well-written, interesting, well-plotted stories. Right, oh, yes. His what, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a theme running through all that. The, the really good movies were directed by other people. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. Um, hot news. Hot. Spicy. First of all, one that's a little bit contentious, but you better be kind. Paul Gascoigne is apparently having a biopic uh, movie of his life made. Paul Gascoigne is the English, England legend uh, footballer who was prominent through the 90s. Um, quite well known for enjoying a tipple, shall we say. It put Oliver Reed to shame, I'd, I'd, I'd suggest. Uh, this is Paul Gascoigne as well that was injured, um, had to retire through knee injuries. And then uh, during his days of alcoholism, arrived at a hostage negotiation with a known armed 
killer and offered a bucket of KFC and a fishing rod to try and placate him. This man has his demons. I understand you may be biased on this situation. I'm not biased. Could you give us your unimpaired, balanced opinion of being able to watch a Paul Gascoigne biopic movie? I don't think that there would be enough conflict within that movie to make it good. Now, listen to this first before you react. Paul Gascoigne had all the money in the world in the 90s and blew it all being an absolute asshole ball bag drunk. He was the kind of guy who would invite friends around to his house and he would throw darts at them. And they would remain his friends because he was giving them money and he just wanted people to be around. You know, he's been given numerous opportunities in life. You know, I think it's been seven or eight times that former footballers have, have put him into rehab homes and all this jazz and given him money for houses and things. And every year it's the same thing. Oh, here's Gaza falling off the off the wagon yeah, again. He's falling why, off the wagon. Why? Maker. Why haven't? Why hasn't anyone helped him out? No, I'm sorry. I've been fucking helping him out for twenty years. I get okay. it. Addic- but as a f- addiction. Sorry, go ahead. As a film. Okay. No. What? No, what no, interest? hang on. Okay, so young working class kid from Newcastle becomes England superstar footballer, gets ravaged by alcohol through fame thrust upon him at an early age. And then at any point, you've got either the climax of the film is either a, another falling off the wagon or a chance of redemption. No, there is no redemption for him. He's got his demons. Demons. There's more than demons. He's a. I'm sorry, but there's some people. There's some people that I understand addiction. I have had addiction in my life. I've had addiction in family members' lives. I've dealt with addiction head on. I know what alcoholism can do to people. I understand um, that sometimes it can bring you down. But the amount of chances that he has been given, the amount of opportunities that other people have put at his plate, and he still plays the card of, oh, no one looked after me in my life. You know, uh, you know, alcohol has ravaged me. No, alcohol has ravaged you because you've allowed alcohol to ravage you. If, and if anybody thinks that I'm being too harsh about this, go back and watch any old footage of Paul Gascoigne. Go back and listen to the stories that Chris Evans and what was his name? Jimmy Fatbelly. Five bellies, yeah. Listen listen to any story of those and nothing is redeeming. Okay, so if this was a movie that focused on them evils that shone him in uh, what's and all, would you be interested? Would you want to see something critical? No. It's like the Hulk Hogan film coming out from WWE. And again, I, I do not want to watch that movie. No, no. Like, I don't. Like I don't. I don't understand. You know, there are people. There are people in life that I want to know more about. Hulk Hogan and Paul Gascoigne are neither of those. Okay. Do you want to know more about the Tron world, the Tron franchise? You fucking know I do. Tron Three has apparently been greenlit, and there is uh, Jared Leto has already been signed on to probably wear contact lenses, grow his hair in a funny fashion, and hey. prance around in a, doing a funny voice. Do you know? Do you uh, know what? Do you know what? Of all movies, of all movie, whatever trilogies or whatever you want to add into this, this probably works best for Jared Leto. 
because he's a kind of futuristic looking motherfucker anyway. Blade Runner 49, it kind of had that same vibe going. Yeah. If it, I, I don't know how they're going to work it, but well, I'm interested to see it. I just hope that, I don't know what, but uh, apparently I Gareth like Davis, who uh, directed Lady Madeline, uh, Lions are quite sort of, you know, middle of the road sort of drama stuff. He's going to be taking on this big sort of temple, big special effects. I don't know, maybe he's obviously, look, there's people smarter and richer than me who know what they're doing. So if he's been picked to direct the Tron sequel, then fair enough. What do you want to see from it, though? Do you want to see him in the in the real what? world? Do you want to see him go back yeah. into Tron? Do you know what? Do you know what I would like to see? I would like to see what they would be able to do with the original Tron with today's technology. I think... I, I don't I don't know if I want an, a complete reimagining or if I just want a a prequel or or anything to get there. But I would love to see something set back in the day with okay. today's techno with today's technologies. I think that would that would look pretty funky. See, because Tron already, because they, they, yeah, because they already did Tron Legacy, so they did yeah. Tron in the future. Uh, well, in the future, in air quotes, in the present, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like to see what they could do. You know. Stranger Things that bitch up of it. I think it's it could go that way. Maybe like you know, there's a virus or something, and they've got to go in. The, it's going to be. It could even be corny like that, where they say there's a virus taking over, and somebody's got to go in and help Tron or some shit like that. But at the end of Tron Legacy, um, we obviously saw that one of the programs had actually come out into the real world. So yeah. maybe there's going to be that kind of thing. But look, it's it's one of those that I, I want to see more of. I thought it was I thought it was great fun. I thought the yeah. the de-aging of Bridges was distracting. But as a film, as a spectacle, to see it in 3D was amazing. Yeah, um, but, that, but the de-aging didn't take away from, from the film for me at all. Didn't take away from it. It distracted me a bit, and it kind of made me just think, if they'd have just said it was a computer program and not a real human, it would have just looked like it was a computer program. And you could yeah. go, oh, it's, it's, that's why he's moving like a fucking Max Headroom, you know, so you, yeah. you get it. But um, Back to our favourite Canadian, Ryan Reynolds, uh, signed up for a, another movie. It's amazing, that really, considering he's an actor. Um, Everyday Parenting Tips, being directed by Paddington director Paul King. This is apparently, it's been produced by Lord and Miller, who I love. Um, and it's basically like a family horror monster comedy kind of thing <sighs> Paul King's amazing for what he did with Paddington I love the Paddington films and I know you mock me for it I love them I think they're incredible not, listen listen if it works it works but let's not get on our our high horse on another fucking Ryan Reynolds movie because yeah. you know is it going is it going to be another fucking wink to camera Ryan Reynolds movie like they all are or is it actually going to be a normal movie where he acts and he's not he's not Ryan Reynolds playing a character playing Ryan Reynolds? Well, Free Guy is that, isn't it? Free Free Guy that's coming out is Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, be interesting to see something different. Um, another reboot. Are you ready for Three Men and a Baby Efron? <laughs> Disney are apparently remaking, rebooting Three Men and a, and a Baby. And of course, the sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady. And Zach Efron has been signed up. I think he's a good. Do you think he's a Gutenberg or a Danson? He listen. The only way that he's in that movie is if he's a Selleck. Really? Selleck he's was the, love the He's the he's the love interest. No, it wasn't the looks though. Danson was the charisma. 
Uh, yes, Selleck was the dependable choice. Yes, they're going to get but he a. Ended, but he ended up with Mary. That's not an Efron. I'm, maybe a Gutenberg, an artist. No, are you fucking mental? Are you mental to think that Zac Efron would sign up to a movie and not be the love interest? It's a reboot. Maybe it will be the love interest. Why does it have to Balls. be Selleck? Who's... Balls. Who would play <laughs> Gutenberg though? Who would be Gutenberg? Who would be a good Gutenberg? So it's what? It's like the the sort of comedy relief, the younger one. Jonah, the Jonah one. Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Seth Rogen as Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's the way they'll no. go with it. That's Efron, the way Efron Selleck. Jonah so F- Hill as Gutenberg. F- Efron is the architect. So Efron's the architect. Who's the actor? Dancing. So who's who's dancing? Did I ever tell you about my TV show with Ted Danson that I created? No. It was called Dancing with Wolves. <laughs> it was Ted Danson living in an apartment building, and he had two hot twins living above him. <laughs> and there was, Come like, sec- sexy escapades that happened in it. It was more of, like, a Porky's kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what happened? What? Time. Time, Paul. Ted Danson aged. <laughs> He aged quickly, think, didn't he? I don't, I don't. I don't think he'd been interested in Dancing with Wolves. What's his name from um, Community? Mikhail. Mikhail. Oh uh, yes, Joe. Joe Mikhail. Joe Mikhail. Him as Ted Danson. Nah, he's not a big enough name to be acting with Efron. Oh well, no. You can't, you're going to spend all your money on Efron. You've got to save a bit of money somewhere. Or Glenn Howard. Mm, nah. He's too old now. You know what? Howard, McElnery, and Day from the Always Sunny, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as the three guys in Three Men and the Baby. But but only if they're playing it as Charlie, Mac, yeah. and Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> and them three. Dennis, Dennis is dancing. Mac is Selleck. And Charlie is Steve Guttenberg. <laughs> drawing all over the walls in paint and then drinking it. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? Hot news, hot news. Did you, did you, did you, did you, Dirty Dancing sequel? I thought you were going to say Dancing with Wolves. Dancing <laughs> no! with Wolves. Dancing with Wolves has been confirmed. No! Dirty Dancing uh, follow-up confirmed with Jennifer Grey to star and produce. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I mean... Do we need it? <sighs> I, I'm I'm just I'm hesitant. I'm very very hesitant to. I believe Jennifer Jennifer Grey will you know be a fantastic producer and she's a great actress, but you know. Tell you is what, it gonna, is it going to be a lifetime movie or is it going to be an actual movie? This is going to be the actual movie, right? And I tell you what, knowing what they do nowadays, she is going to be the instructor at a summer camp set in. When was the last one? 60s. So this will be like the 80s. Listen, and I don't, she'll have I a young boy, Cameron Millens. I don't want to be mean about this. I do not want to be mean, and I do not mean to be cruel. Be mean. Jennifer Grey looks nothing like herself anymore. No. She has had so much plastic surgery that it is insane. Well, we've mentioned it before, haven't we? She had the nose done and to yeah. look perceived normal. And she actually yeah. ended up looking fucking worse. No offence, Jennifer. Yeah. You'll get over it. Exactly. We're, You're a rich girl. Not, Enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, I don't really think she really cares what we think. But, you know, I think it's it's cruel to point it out. But she she genuinely, it's like, 
I don't know. I don't think there. I don't think there's a lot of interest for a Dirty Dancing sequel. I guarantee it's going to be. Okay, I don't guarantee it, but I believe they're going to spin it around. She's going to be spineless, the other one. Well, you're spineless. You jumped down there. You well, I can't guarantee what's going to happen, can I? But I. I guarantee it for you. I fucking guarantee what you say is going to be the truth. <laughs> That's our fucking Mullen guarantee. She's going to be the older one with a young kid infatuated by an older dancing instructor. And you know what? People are going to lose their fucking shit and forget that's the actual reverse of what happened in the first one. No. It's going to be all women in power. Yeah. It's, it's not. What's she, who's she going to be dirty dancing with? Zac Efron. It's not, it's not going to be her. Zac it's Efron. Going be, it's going to be her daughter. Oh, fuck. Swayze, Swayze and Grey daughter. A hybrid. Uh, a, a mullet. Uh, a mullet with a... <laughs> right, so <laughs> um, two more bits of news. One, um, MacGruber, the TV sketch character turned failed movie star, is now turning into a TV series. Uh, I love the film. We're going to be talking about it on Sunday. We're going to get a TV series. If it has Ryan Philippe with a stick of celery up his ass, I'm all for this film. TV series, whatever. Listen, you know what I think about Will Fort. I love him. Uh, I'm 30 Rock. I, I loved him in, you know, Is it Fort or is it Forte? Because there's an E after. I'd say Fort. Does Forte sound pretentious? Ball, all right. His name's Fort. Does Forte sound pretentious? It really does. Maybe forty, and then I just sound like the ball bag. (laughs) And last one, the big news I've had, I've been, I've been, I've been itching. The kids are, the kids have got their fucking ears to the door. What's Uncle Paul gonna say? This has been fizzing, ready to fizz for the last three or four days. We're getting a Knight Rider reboot. <laughs> we are getting a Knight Rider reboot. So this is uh, Spyglass Media. They are going to be working with James Wan of uh, Fast and Furious director fame and Saw and Aquaman, the, I don't care what, fucking DC fans say the shit what, film. What a litany of movies there. <laughs> I know. Fast and Furious, Saw and Aquaman. What? And um, the uh, first day, David Hasselhoff, this is about the car that's got a computer mind, and it's the next door neighbour from Boy Meets World is inside the car. And what's his name? William Daniels. Um, Get out of my car. Apparently. I want to take you home. (laughs) Jump jump in my car. Jump in my car. It's, what is it? It's too late. That's it. (laughs) It's too (laughs) late. I'm sorry, but the greatest Hoff song. I've been it looking was... for freedom. No, no, it's yes, the turn. It it's pulled... the turn and jump in my car. It's the turn and jump in my car. When she's like, says, I live down south. It's frankly, eight, or it's 85 miles or something. No doubt you must be joking, honey, baby, no chance. <laughs> get out no, the car, I... get on your way. I'm get sorry. Get out of my car. <laughs> freedom tore down the Berlin Wall. The power of freedom by David Hasselhoff tore down that wall. No, it didn't. It was wind of change and you know it. So, um, apparently plot details are firmly under wraps, um, but some bloke called Fixman, who wrote uh, Ratchet and Clank and video games, is going to be writing the Knight Rider movie. 
Oh, great. That'll be fantastic. It's it? going to be good, that, then, isn't it? I've just read that for the first time, and I'm actually really disappointed now. <laughs> so you've been hanging on to this fucking news for four to five days now. I, I just and, read and the headline. Just, and you just broke the news to me there, and now you're disappointed by the news that you already knew. I'm good. I'm good. Look, if it's got missile launchers and it can go invisible and... Vin Diesel's in it. Oh, no. Okay, who's Michael Knight? Who's Vin the Diesel? modern... No! Listen, Stop it! No, I'm not saying Stop that this, this is what I want, but I can tell you right now it'll be Vin Diesel. I can fade your mic off right now. Why I is it... Can... Tell... <sighs> do you what? not think... Do you not think, right, that if... The guy goes into the production or the, the, to get the money and goes, I need $100 million for this talking car movie. Fuck off, mate. Vin Diesel's in it. We'll give you $200 million. Yeah, but that's just going to be Fast and Furious with the talking car. Paul, everything is just rebooted. They all just love... They love a fucking reboot. They I, love, want it to oh, be a, I want it to be a suave, cool guy in a leather jacket and leather pants and a red shirt... And I like wanted to like who? Like who? <sighs> Tell me. Jesse Plemons. Who? <laughs> <laughs> this is the first name I thought of. I don't know. Michael B. Jordan. He could pull it off. He could pull cool off. Yeah, he's cool. Not he's as cool. cool as me though. He's not as cool. No one's as cool as you. They're not. Nobody. Nobody else is sitting in their garage in front of a washing machine wearing shorts. <laughs> Are you ready for Sunday then? You're yes. ready for uh, a Saturday Night Live menu. So we've got... Um, you're going to have to talk me through these. Oh, right. I've got a bone to pick with you. Right. So we're doing Three Amigos. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Tommy Boy. We're doing... It's Pat. Yeah, we're going to come on to that. And what's the other one? What was my other pick? Uh, what was your so, other pick? It's so good I forgot to mention it. I literally had it in my head, and then you said about Three Amigos. Three Amigos. Oh, MacGruber. MacGruber, of course. MacGruber. Yes, yes, of course. yes, yes. I was so tied up with the TV series, I forgot it was. A... So, uh, yeah, and it's Pat. I looked on Amazon Prime today, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Okay? I'll send it you in a message, but you probably haven't read it. No. It's Pat. 2.7 out of 10. This is from the Amazon Prime TV screen. Audiences nationwide cheered Pat on TV's Saturday Night Live. It's Pat, the movie, catapults America's favourite gender bender to the big screen and delivers an outrageously funny adventure. Gender bender? It's, it's 2020. Uh, yeah, it, it, listen, what was it? It's Pat's 1994, 93, 94. Yeah, but at the minute, they're editing out bits off friggin' Disney films and stuff to, to cover... That's because- there are movies out there, Paul, that people have just forgotten about. But um, that's their language. The, the, yeah, but, somebody's typed that in 2020 and put it onto a TV. It's, do you remember? Do you remember a John Travolta movie in the late 90s? Now, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the premise of the movie was that white people were black people and black people were white people. Oh Christ! I remember that. Oh, was it not? Um... If it were me or something I got there, I can't remember the name of it. Okay, carry on. But, yeah, so there's a lot of questionable stuff that happens in that movie as well. You know, but just people have I'm just not forgotten. Talking, I'm not talking about the content of the movie. I'm saying that somebody at Amazon Prime and at Netflix and all these has typed in this description. And if you went up to somebody, and if you went up to a trans person today, and you went, <laughs> if it's not my favourite gender bender, 
You'd be fucking arrested. Yes, I, I right. understand that. But you're you're That's living the under the assumption that. Uh, you're living under the assumption that Amazon have somebody, you know, fucking looking through the descriptions of all the movies that they have. That's on a good point. How many people have searched for its part recently? Yeah, it's probably you and me and, you know, some other weirdo. Yeah. Ernie. Right. So Saturday Night Live's coming Sunday. We're just going to have a little bit of a bit of a fun because something came out this week and I always like uh, geeky stuff like this. So Forbes have announced the highest paid actors and not actresses, just actors of 2020. OK, mm-hmm. so you've got 10 guesses. You okay. get a point for each. OK. Go. Highest paid actors. How many have you got there? Ten. You've got and I've only got 10 guesses. You've got 10 guesses, top 10, highest okay. paid actors of 2020. Okay. And it ran from it ran from July 19 to June 20 or something like that. It's halfway. Okay. Well, number one, I'm going to go The Rock. Number one is The Rock. Number one, Rock. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this year, that uh, beautiful, chiseled son of a bitch has earned $87.5 million. Okay. I'm going to go Vin Diesel. Vin, Vinnie Mac Diesel, uh, in number five, um, fifty-four five. million dollars, and that's without Fast Nine coming out. It'll uh, probably end like number thirty on top. Daniel Craig. No, Daniel Craig is not in the top ten. Okay. Um. Jim Carrey. Nope. Samuel L. Jackson. Nope. Robert Downey Jr. Nope. Chris Evans. Nope. Okay, I'll narrow it down. There's no more Marvel, I don't think. Highest paid. So it's not biggest box office. It's highest paid. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah, because Netflix have given him all the money, uh, forty-one million dollars, and he's just signed a new four-year deal with Netflix to produce more shite, like Uncut Gems, the piece of shit that it is. Okay. Uh, who's who's big? Who's who's big? Who's big at the minute? Who's big? The big show. Who's we're we're the big show. Um, I can't think. I can't think of anybody. No. Okay. DiCaprio. So, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. No. DiCaprio isn't there. Okay. So number ten, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan earned forty million dollars last year. Okay. Um, he made five films and endorsements and whatnot. Uh, number nine, Adam Sandler. Number eight, Will Smith. Big Willie style. Um, he's just been signed up to do uh, King Richard of the about the father of Serena and Venus, which should be uh, hilarious. Um, number seven is Lin Manuel Miranda, who sold the rapping presidents to Disney for seventy-five million, so he earned about forty-five million dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa! He what? Uh, last year he earned forty forty five million dollars, and a big chunk of that was the from the seventy five million Disney paid for Hamilton, because he wrote it and directed it and five million. He earned that, yeah. Disney paid seventy five, yeah. Jesus Christ! But I you think write, I need to write a rap and president play? Maybe I could do one about like political unrest in Northern Ireland. I think you should do a sequel, don't Civil War. I think that would be brilliant. My name is Jerry. 
I used to plant bombs, but I never was in the IRA. Number six. <laughs> okay, 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 we're not going. <laughs> Let's just stop there, shall we? Oh, it's like me starting to talk about Peter Sutcliffe. Right, number six, Akshay Kumar, uh, 48 million. Apparently, he's, he's done a couple of TV shows. There's only Bollywood star on the top ten. Um, but apparently, he uh, endorses everything from multivitamins to toilet cleaners, according to Forbes. Number five, Vinny Diesel, 54 million. Uh, number four, Ben Affleck. What's Affleck been in? Um, he returned to the big screen with two, um, The Way Back and oh, a Netflix film. Yes, yes, he signed the Netflix deal as well. Yes, the Netflix is just spunking money over everybody. Um, number three, Mark Wahlberg, 58 million. He was in Spencer Confidential. I think Netflix might give you more money based on how many people watch it, because Spencer Confidential was the third most watched original Netflix film of all time. Spencer Confidential? What the yeah. fuck is that? An action comedy, but I can't watch it because it's, um, what is it? Um, it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah. Uh, number two, Ryan Reynolds, seventy-one point five million. Again, he made Six Underground, another absolute garbage piece of shit. Oh, welcome to the Movie Chef podcast where we slate all the films that Netflix has <laughs> done. Uh, Twenty million quid he got paid for Red Notice and Six Underground, and he's doing another film and etc. And of course, The Rock, eighty-seven point five million dollars. Man, doesn't stop working. It does it. He's the hardest working man in showbiz. He really is. And he deserves yeah. it because he's one fucking talented bastard. Right. Quick, very quick one. I looked at this today again. So in 2018, because I don't have any up to date stats, they looked at which actors you got most bang for the buck. So how many dollars at the box office did they take compared to how much they got paid? Okay. So if they got paid $10 million and the film took $10 million, then it's one. And so the bigger the number, the better they are, okay? This is way too confusing for me. No, it isn't. So, box office revenue per dollar of pay. So, which of these do you think is highest? Matthew McConaughey or Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she gets she makes $6 at the box office for every dollar she's paid. Mahogany takes $1.01. So he's like well overpaid. Who do you think's uh, most out of these two then? Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks? Cruise. Tom Cruise takes $10.40 at the box office for every dollar he's paid. Tom Hanks, $12.10. And last one, Melissa McCarthy or Charlize Theron. Which one is overpaid? McCarthy. McCarthy makes four dollars ninety for every dollar she's paid. Charlie's they're on seven dollars ninety. So wow. I just think it's amazing how you can like mahogany can get paid. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street took three hundred million, was it? Yeah, as an R-rated film, and he he was in that, so that must have bumped his numbers up well. So all the yeah, his other he's only in it for fucking twenty minutes as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, well, thank you for that jaunt down uh, News Avenue with me, Carmack. The last time. Well, we'll do we'll do news on Sunday, and then we'll do the news every. I like my news. I like bringing you what's what's hot in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But anyway, say goodbye, Cormac. <laughs> Bye. I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> and I'm just going to read a poem, just to end this. It's a short one, seventeen verses. Okay. When I, <laughs> I can't do it. To I you. once walked down the street. <laughs> go to the toilet, <laughs> my friend. We'll see. We'll see you later, everybody. Bye.
Love you, bye. Now I have the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear it's a truth, and I owe it all to you. Cause So long now, I'm gonna find someone to stand by me.